It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names... It would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. And we are on, despite the fact we're a little late. Yeah, we are a little late. I'm good. We had had an issue with our signal. Not not us. Not us, for the record. At the link. It's the cloud people. Not us. Don't blame us. Don't blame me. Don't Don't get mad. Don't blame G. Don't blame Jason. Don't blame Bull. Blame Anthony. Don't blame Earl. It's Tyvis' fault. (laughs) It's Tyvis' fault. It's Tyvis' fault. It's Tyvis' fault. Tyvis' fault. Damn it. No, it's really nobody's fault. It is. It was a technical glitch. Um, our incredible engineering staff here, Steve, figured out a workaround. And, uh, you know, here we are. Uh, we apologize for being late, but we're going to make the show worth your while today because we've got a lot on the, on the, on the docket. First and foremost, we're going to talk at, at length about the Browns' search for the defensive coordinator. Who is the right guy? If we don't get the right guy, would we, would we be satisfied with maybe the second choice or the third choice? We'll go into all of that. Maurice Claret will be here. And Joe Varden, who is the, uh, I guess his official title is NBA writer for the Athletic, yeah. right? He covers the association, yeah. Yeah. N- not just a, a certain team. He's just all things NBA. Very and he also good. has some shady associations. <laughs> One of them with Jason. Yes, definitely. <laughs> wow. So That's that chair will be, will be filled yeah. by uh, by Joe yeah. uh, in the second hour. In the meantime, let's dive right in. I don't well, want to mess wait around Wait a second. Oh, Time okay. out. Okay. I have to ask a very okay. important question, not only to the my fellow pal- panel members, but to the audience at large, so please respond by tweet or the message board, whatever it is. Very important question. Quick answer. Can you trust a man with a mullet? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. You can? Yeah. G, are you, yeah, you on board? I mean, I mean yeah. I get, I'm wondering where it's going. This is good. Yeah, where is this going? Well, something personally that I want to look into. There's a, there's a connection with somebody I want to make. He's thinking about growing a mullet. Bull would look good with a mullet. No, I'm not growing a mullet, although my hair is going to be interesting when you see me on Monday. What are you doing? I'm thinking about doing a complete buzz cut and keeping the beard going heavy, you know, beard and just. You know, the gruff looks really good. White dudes very rarely pull off the bald head. Yeah, not bald, not bald, but 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 I I, I do think that just a little stubble on top and then growth. 
I think that I'm brings a badass you can't edge. Do, yeah, you can't do the goatee. Fat guys with a goatee is a bad look. It is. <laughs> Even worse than that is fat guy with just a flavor saver. Yeah, that's That's nasty. really that's bad. That's terrible. But I think I'm going full beard. and uh, <laughs> Can't go bald. Only black guys should go bald. White right. guys look stupid bald. Yeah, we have yeah, awful real, bald It is heads. very hard to pull it off. So you're getting off. an even Steven then. You're going to come with the even Steven with the, with the what is yeah. going to be the one guard? All one length. It's a one guard? Pretty, Probably. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm I think you should do that. Afternoon. And you know what? Really, for maintenance, yeah. uh, from a maintenance standpoint, you can just keep the one guard on and do everything all at once when you feel oh, it's getting even, a little shaggy. That's true. Yeah, yeah, So what is the catalyst for this movie? What does that have to do with a mullet? Oh, no, it actually has nothing to do with the mullet. The mullet is a separate thing. There's this doctor I wanted to talk to about some, you know, food, nutrition stuff. And he's reached out to me, and I'm like, and he seems well-respected, but he's got a mullet. I'm like, can I trust a doctor wow, that's Dr. got a mullet? Dr. Moulet. I don't think I've ever seen one right? a Can I trust a doctor with a mullet? I don't know. That's something I'm having a hard time with. Well, he's business in the front, party in the back. Maybe <laughs> that's the kind of doctor you want. My son has the Mahomes. You've seen him. He's oh, got that's the big huge right now. With he's the got the mo- yeah, the with the shade and the bushy in the bag, and he's got crazy curly yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that if you've got thing. curly hair, that can you can really pull he that off. He can pull yes. it off. He yes. can pull so, it down. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, so you can weigh in on, weigh the, in on, uh, that, on the YouTube channel uh, on the comment section. Should you trust a man with a mullet? We have one comment that I have to read real, real quick. Okay, this from Han Solo Dolo. Never trust a doctor with a mullet. That's all he said. <laughs> you can trust a man with a mullet. Never Not trust a doctor. a doctor with a mullet. And I kind of believe him. I kind of believe him. All right. I'm interesting. Having, a very yeah, interesting way to start the that. show. We'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Brown's <laughs> defensive coordinator. We want to get right into this. That, on one hand, this looks like it would be a very attractive job. You've got, I would say, I don't know if I want to call them premier players. I know you got one premier player, and I think you have two edge premier players. Miles, premier. Denzel and Emerson in the back. I don't know. Who are they? What are they? They've been great at times this year. They've been all-time inexplicably, what the hell are you doing at times this year? But there there are pieces here. Yeah. There's also two other defensive coordinator jobs open right now. There will likely be between six and eight when all this shakes out. The head coaching jobs that are open now, many of them will likely bring in their own defensive coordinators. So there's going to be other jobs open down the road. How attractive is this job? Jason, you can start. From a player talent standpoint, I think it's very attractive. The organization is what's going to hold them back in just the, the volatility and the dysfunction and the and they never get it right. And I really think that, and you know, we saw a report out of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette today or yesterday that Flores is in no hurry. He'll interview with the Browns today, but he's in no hurry to make a decision. He thinks he's got other options. Nor should he be. And, yeah, he wants to see what else is out there. You just alluded to it. Carolina, Atlanta, and Cleveland are open right now. Arizona could come open. Denver could come open. These are places that don't have a head coach. And and, and for for, for context, historically, when there is a change at head coach, there's almost always changes at the coordinator positions, yeah. too. Yeah. So, so, so the guys. Arizona job will likely come open. Indy. There's, Indy. The, there's the other ones there, too. Houston. Yeah, those jobs are, are most yeah. likely going to come open. And then you have in San Francisco. You know, you've got other dis- defensive coordinators that are perhaps going could to be fill into a head, head coaching role. jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So in all, it could be 10, and that's not uncommon. About a third of these jobs tend to flush and rotate every year. And it's very, very early in the process. And... You know, a guy like D'Amico Ryan's really, he can interview, but will they make a decision before the Niners are eliminated? So this could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. If, if, and we're saying Brian Flores, if he really wants to, to 
stretch this out. And maybe Jim Schwartz feels the same way. Maybe Schwartz stretches this out too and sees what else is out there. Yeah, it's not know. like this job is so attractive that someone is going to say, oh, I, I got to take it. I better it. take I, it. I, yeah, I better yeah, jump yeah. at this one. Right. And, and to your point, I think it's the dysfunction and the ownership and the history that is 1,000% working against us landing a candidate early. Bull? You know, I think there's a few things at play here. Um, when you look at Brian Flores, I, 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 it's very interesting because I think quite often, you know, we've talked about the problem of there not being enough black head coaches in the NFL. And I think, um, I think part of the reason for that, beyond the obvious, is that often I believe that black coaches have felt this pressure to take any job they could get because they would, they're not getting as many opportunities as white coaches. Right. Right. Now, I don't know if that's the case at defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator. I think it's less the case. It may certainly be the case with head coach. It's certainly with head coach. So I thought about that, but and then and then I was like, well, but Brian <laughs> Flores, I think as a DC, has does have a lot of options. Um, I, I agree with Jason in terms of the talent. They they have the Browns are a good choice. Organizationally, it's not a good choice. However. Some of these other franchises we're talking about are also pretty bad organizations. Arizona just extended Kingsbury and then fired him. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's yeah. a disaster. Indianapolis is a total mess. Atlanta's not known as a great organization. Houston, that situation's a mess. We don't, the, the GM, is he going to, how long is he going to be there? You do have a lot of draft capital in Houston. You have more draft capital in these other spots. I think another important thing for the coach, for the D.C., how much power do I have, right? Yeah. In Cleveland, full autonomy. The the defensive coach is basically the head coach of the defense. Yeah. Whereas some for of these, better or worse, as we right saw for last better year. or worse for some of these other teams, he may not have as much power, especially if the head coach is a defensive guy. So I think, based on the seven teams you showed, I actually think the Browns are on the upper tier of that. You do. That's how I look at it, but. You know who knows what what those. Do you agree with that? Do you yeah. think they are in the upper tier? I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. I've been I've been down on the Browns for about oh since the beginning of the season, um, but I will say when we looked at this question and I looked at it when I was at home, I come to the conclusion that the Browns are by far the top position on there. Three reasons. Um, you guys mentioned our automatic the autonomy. Yeah. He's going to get full reign of what he wants to do. They're going. Their Browns are under the under the uh, microscope. And knowing that they have to upgrade the defense, so he's going to get all the ingredients to make a great stew. He's going to get everything he got. All the ingredients is there for him. He, he's going to be there after Andrew Barry knows he has to win, so that's taken care of. And him and Stefanski will run two separate sides of the building. You also look at it this way: if you're running a good defense and you're running aggressive defense, one of the things that you always want to have is a quarterback, right? Because you don't want to feel like, oh wow, I got Jacoby Brissett. We got to be a little conservative. We can't give up points too quick. If you got Deshaun Watson, do you feel he's going to be back out of all of those other positions? Yeah, bring up that list of teams again, Mike, if you could. Out, yeah, of, all, one sec. out yeah. of all these teams up here, the Browns have the best quarterback. Look, Indianapolis needs a quarterback. Carolina, Arizona, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's Kyler's out. good, but he's not as good as Watson. Uh, we, we know what, what's going on with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sierra's dude. <laughs> and yeah. Denver, Houston, and like these guys have no quarterbacks. Cleveland has one. We can rock and roll with that. He can be aggressive because he ain't got to worry about not giving up points. Then the biggest thing is the ingredients you already have. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at not only who you got that's a marquee name, who do I think on a roster that was playing out of position? 
who on the roster didn't like the defensive coordinator and you just feel like you could come in and it'll be back to normal. You look at what he was in Miami, two elite corners. He looks, he has to look and say, I love Martin Emerson. I love that new guy. And he has to say, if I'm playing man to man coverage and I'm actually playing aggressive, Denzel Ward is my other guy. He likes, he guys Newsome. So you got a lot of good young pieces in the secondary that he feels he can coach up. And then obviously you have Miles Garrett up front who by far is the best defensive player out of anybody <coughs> on that list. To me, three those three major yeah. issues. There are make gaping Brown. holes, though. I, I do. They there are. There are. I do think a smart defensive coordinator and a creative defensive coordinator could do something with JOK as well. I know he had oh, a bad I forgot, year. I forgot about him. But like yeah, he'll like he'll love his. You got to find a way to use that guy. He yeah. has a skill set. We haven't used it properly. I would say looking at the teams again. I mean, Denver's defense was excellent this yes. year. Very good. Very good. But their offense is such a mess. Like. I know you could argue, well, what if Watson doesn't get it back together? Something we've talked about. That's possible. I think if you had to ask most people now, more likely to be good in 2023, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, I think almost everybody would say Deshaun Watson. Let me ask you this. I, I, there was a, a, a prevalent thought in Denver beginning around November that maybe it wasn't Russ, maybe the head coach who was dysfunctional from game one. If you remember some of the key decisions he had to make in that week one game, against Seattle, which was a huge game for Russ. You go back and you look at some of the things he did, you've almost forgotten how bad they were. Remember, he bled the clock so they could try a 64-yard field goal. Um, He he mismanaged timeouts. It got to be so bad that early in the season, he actually brought in and added a position on the coaching staff to help manage the game, the clock. So there was a a thought really that took foothold in about November in in. Denver that it's not Russ it's the head coach yeah I don't believe that I don't anybody... believe it I mean he's had two bad years he was terrible in his last year in Seattle and we he was better up... than he was last year but he, we talked we chalked it up to injury and it was just injury and he'll be right. fine and then he goes to Denver and he's even worse do you think he's done yeah you do I do I do too I now he could be better than what he was last year and still be done Right. If he plays next year like he did last well, year, yeah, that's they're going to eat that they're money. Yeah. They have to eat that contract. This is the life of a mobile quarterback. You know, usually uh, when you can do both and you can mix and you can scramble and you can be elusive and you can extend plays, that that's a cheat code, right? Yeah. That, that that helps you not. So if you can't read defenses, you can always move around. If you if you get pressure, you can always scramble. But when you start to get older and you're no longer doing that, look at all the quarterbacks who had issues with that. Yeah, you become a lot easier you, to defend. You, like, you know, usually when your legs go, you go. Mike Cam Vick. Newton, how fast did he go off the cliff? Uh, Cam, yeah. Newton went, yeah. Cam Newton went with the first. Well, I mean, you're kind of scaring me, though, because we've got one of those. Yeah, see, I was just going to go there. <laughs> so, I was yeah. just going to go there. I, I, well, I don't Watson's think, still, yeah, Jay, what are you saying, man? I don't, I don't think Watson's main attribute is his – legs he can run although I would argue Russell's wasn't either I mean no but Russell was very run, good he, so, I mean like a lot of guys are Josh Allen runs all the time Aaron Rodgers I lot. wonder and we're seeing this with Lamar Jackson we've yeah. seen this with other mobile quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers too he fell off a cliff if, if you can move <laughs> you can't and put avoid in the same that no. first sack yeah yeah of course your numbers passing the ball are going to be better because you now have more time to complete a pass right and that's a really interesting that's point a, yeah. that G makes because who is the scrambling quarterback that had success past 33? 
Mm, but if we're calling Russell Wilson a scrambling quarterback, he was a I, quarterback who could scramble. Then I would call Aaron Rodgers a scrambling quarterback. Once upon a time, too. He was. Once upon a time, he was. But he's he was good until this year. He won MVP last year. But yeah. he is what all of those were not. Yeah. He was primarily a passing quarterback. And he had the best arm who in the could league. Could run. So but I think these that's how I look at Watson too, though. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback who can pass. Yes. I look at Watson and Russell Wilson and Rodgers and as Mahomes. passing quarterbacks who can run. And in fairness to the 33, running quarterbacks have only been in the NFL the last that's few true. years. Well, They've Fred never, Tarkington ran. They were, I mean, Randall Cunningham. He was. I don't know when he fell off or when he. But yeah. He, like he was Pepper. good. Passed, but but it's only been within the last eight to ten years that there is even a place in the NFL. For these guys that yeah, we're talking, Russell Wilson would have been played quarterback in the NFL. Well, I in don't the 80s. know. I don't know that Steve Young was a yeah, very mobile was. quarterback. He, now, was. he left the game not because of. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely became less elusive. Him, or the USFL to prove himself. He did. Yeah. But but he had the concussions and stepped mm-hmm. away because of that. But you know, it it the only well, reason Watson's I'm also a lot younger too. I mean, he's he'll 27. be 28 when the season starts. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question real quick based on this: yeah. What rushing total does the quarterback need to have to be considered? A rushing quarterback. I don't even look at rushing totals. I don't I, either. I think uh, it's a it's mount. Your eye test. Can he extend plays? Yeah. I, I, I get that. I'm just saying. So, like, for Watson, whether he's a quote-unquote rushing quarterback or a quarterback that can run, is there a threshold number-wise where it crosses from one no, to the other? No, but when I watch Watson, he is a running – he is a – he is a quarterback who can run. There's no I, question about that. Yeah, but I don't think of him the same way I think if, of Lamar. If, if you watch a game and you say, if somebody says, give me his number one attribute, and they say, and they say extend plays, that's a, that's a but I don't think that's Deshaun Watson's but number one But yet at the same attribute. time, I would say that about Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, and he was not at all. Well, he was the eye because he was an oak tree. But, yeah. So you'd have three guys hanging on his leg. To and me, is, do, they call, do they call, you know, often design runs for the quarterback? Or, or which they don't, which they do for Lamar Jackson all the time, and they don't really do that on many, any kind of regular basis. How many for reads? The other guy. How many reads do you get to in your progression before you say I'm out? That's fair. I like or, that or if you have a, or if you have a pocket, and you're in the pocket, and it's a nice pocket, yeah. but you always roll to the left or always roll to the right when there's no pressure. You see yeah. phantom pressure. You're like, why? Why don't you just step up and throw the ball? Yeah. It, right, that's I, what Lamar does. Yes. But Watson doesn't do that. Yeah, no, I think he has a, a better arm. And I think a lot of these dudes, which is why these guys are getting $250 million, is... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They throw the ball very well. You got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert. Yeah, see, those are clearly passing quarterbacks to but me. But they I can think run. That, I think Deshaun Watson is a hybrid quarterback. Yeah, I think I think he's. I, part I do of that think that you think Josh Allen is a running is not. No, no, I think he is a throwing quarterback he, who can run. I yeah. bet he runs as much, as much if not more than Watson does because he can. He's probably got seven hundred rushing yards. Yeah, why? What's the difference between the two of them? Because well, the because difference <laughs> is one does it because out of necessity. The other one does it when everything else breaks down. Right. He has that tool, he has that. so he uses it. You know what I'm saying? Like, to your point of how many design running plays are called 
for the quarterback. Yeah. I, I think Lamar is probably the only guy that has a package of designed, Kyler delayed runs. Kyler Murray, Kyler yeah, Murray you're right, does you're too. Right. Kyler Murray does or, too. Or if you say, I, I agree with you, or if you say, you know what, if Josh Allen couldn't run no more today, would he still be elite? Yes. Yeah. So would Watson. I don't know that he would. Absolutely. Now. I don't know. Well, he was. Well, yeah. I, of he course was, he was. was yeah. yeah. So was Michael Vick. So no, was Lamar Jackson. No, but those guys are not elite throwers. They were elite. Those guys without their ability to run would Vic, not have been great players. Vic is Lamar. He yeah. was, yes, he was I agree with you on that. Watson, totally Lamar. Deshaun Watson before all this, and maybe it won't come back, okay, but I, I don't believe that, but maybe it won't. In his time in Houston, <laughs> if you if he wasn't able to run, he would have still been a top five quarterback in the league. I know, but and I know it's six games. Lamar Jackson would have never off, but I just didn't see that. I didn't see an elite arm talent the last six games. I, I'm just saying what he was in Houston. Oh, I don't I know. know what he's going to be here. We're trying to project, like, how c- can we assume that we're going to get the old Deshaun Watson? You have to. If you don't, it's screwed. You're well, screwed. Well, no, they have made that assumption. Yes. But now and the next— I think there's every reason next, to believe that'll happen. But there's a progression in that thinking. Yeah. Okay, we've made the investment that we think he can. Now we've seen six games— are we still as confident that we think he can? And I'm not. My, my level of confidence that he'll return to what he once was has gone down a notch after what I watched. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 will say the I still wouldn't call him a running quarterback. Guys, I love this conversation, yeah. but somehow we got on Deshaun Watson, whether he's a running oh, quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> we should be talking defensive coordinators True. Yeah, I, and yeah. how attractive yeah. this job is. And well, I do at agree. least it's we Brown's conversation. It was a nice sidebar, and it was applicable, but I, I do think we got to get back on track here with – we heard from G. Jay, you're the one who hasn't answered this yet. How attractive is this Browns defensive coordinator? Yeah, I'm job? somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's the least attractive, but I'm definitely not as optimistic as G. I would not call this the most attractive offer, and it's because of Jason's point. It's, it, it is a thing that coaches talk about the dysfunction in Cleveland when they are 100%. interviewing for jobs. I've heard that from coaches that 100%. have been here on interviews. I've heard that from coaches in the league that are friends with people that have come on interviews. And they've told them, and as a cautionary tale, careful if you go there. And that is a thing, and you can deny it if you want, but it it's is a stigma. It's 100% a stigma. Guys, real. Even though that is a thing, I agree. I think some of the, a lot of the other teams in there are in a similar boat. They are, but here's the thing. Not Cleveland. Not Cleveland, and here's the thing. What, Houston right now is not considered as bad as Cleveland Houston, or Detroit? H- Houston. Indianapolis with that clown running the team? Yeah, but Indy's uh, still better than Cleveland. Gee, we've seen how quickly fortunes can turn in the NFL when you draft right and when you have the draft capital. Also weighing into this is the fact that they have gaping holes in the defense. And they don't have the capital in the draft at the top of the right, draft. Right, but all those teams besides Denver have gaping holes on the defense. I know, but they have draft picks. Although Denver does not. The Browns have plenty but of draft picks. They don't have the capital that have. everyone wants is the first round. I would say they have plenty. They got a two, a three, two fours, and two fives. Yeah, that's not an they abundance draft of drafts. Yeah, but they have one, two. They have no ones. They have you. one, two. I'm going to say they have no draft picks because they three, don't have two, but the, two ones. But the three may even be a really – has that been determined if it's not a yet. compensatory I I, or – because one three goes to Houston, one's compensatory for losing. And I, don't, I haven't Vikings. seen that it has been determined I yet. How much cap space do you got? The Browns have $35 million. They were under, and they can roll that over to next year. But based on all the contracts they have on the roster, they're going to be there's an estimated be $51 million over the cap. No, yeah. no, 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 no. There, well, I there's going to be some restructuring. They, they they're have, under the cap with the rollover. This year? No, for 23. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. I that earlier today. Yeah. Are we? 
Yeah. Yeah, with well, the they have 28. They to were roll like over tw last I looked, they were like 20 million over, but they were rolling over like I think like 40 no, million. No, but it was officially uh, 12 million over for 23. Okay. And now with the rollover, uh, 27 of 28. Million to roll over. So oh, that's how. They're that, 16 million under the cap. Boom. That's wow, how. We that got. number stays. That's great. Well, that's not great. But no, it's but decent. it's better than being over. Yeah. Which where we were projected to be in the first half of the yeah. season. But that's why. Plus there'll be a lot of restructures. They were always counting on the rollover. That's why. That's why we got in the quarterback issue if, if you want to be successful and win I'm not going to these two these other teams will start rookies Indianapolis no quarterback uh, Atlanta no quarterback Denver we just said he was washed you keep looking at these names. There were no quarterback. Houston, no quarterback. Houston, no quarterback. But, but let me, they're, they're going to draft one, though. Here, they are but, but, but you, but they're going to get the second choice. Rookie. Here's the – Jason, has this franchise ever hired a head coach with previous head coaching experience? Yes. Mangini. Yep. It's the only one. And Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Yep. And Hugh Jackson was an interim coach, right? No, no he was no. also a head coach for yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. And the, Okay. So, historically, this very, franchise – Very rarely. Almost never – goes out and hires a head coach that's done it before. Twice in its history. The re I, I think that the reason I'm concerned about the who becomes the D.C. <coughs> is this. There's two really good candidates here. Guys that we know that have been head coaches in the league and have had a great deal of success on the defensive side. Flores, not nearly as much as Schwartz. Schwartz is a proven top-tier defensive coordinator. He's going to be able to pick, I think, it'll be Schwartz and Flores that will be able to pick where they go. They're both going to be hot commodities because of that. And because of the situation in Cleveland with the dysfunction and the history of rotation of head coaches every three or four years. And the fact that you're talking about a side of the ball that has major gaping holes, not a player or two. We're talking about four spots that are glaring. But again, weaknesses. Jay, that may be all more. these teams have glaring weaknesses, but the problem with those is yeah. these two guys that have their choice, right. the best, the ones that we want, they're going to be able to pick. They're not going to be desperate. It's not like, you know, Cleveland is going to get them because they're desperate. That's why it was telling to me that, that these guys are going to sit back, take their time, do all the interviews, and then make the decision. But again, what are the jobs in that group that are such great jobs? I think there are other jobs not yet open that will be more attractive. Well, that might be the case. Yeah, but as of now, there's nothing. San no Francisco. If I'm if I'm Schwartz or if I'm Flores, right, but, I want to go to San Francisco. But we don't know that D'Amico Ryan is getting a head coaching job. Jason, he's getting a head coaching job. How does Jason know? Yeah, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I mean, we thought that about Eric Bieniemy yeah, for years. You never know who's getting a head coaching job. He always job. got passed it's over. And I, I think I'll go on record right I think now. He'll and be both, a hot I will candidate. say I will be flat stunned if he is not a head coach in the league next year. I'll be stunned. And you can use people's dysfunction to your 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 advantage. To be truthful. The Haslam has been Haslam's have been very, uh, you you know, coy and shy about getting rid of defensive court. Joe Wood should have been gone in 2020. He lasted not only last year, he lasted this year. So I mean, they're not. It's not like they're blowing well, you're not guys fire out him in his first. Season. There's no denying that the Browns' ownership is a clown show, and that the Browns are amongst two or three teams probably with the worst reputation in the league. Nobody's denying that, I, and and that's obviously a negative. However, I do think a lot, at least as of now, yeah, of course, if you have a chance to go to San Francisco, you'd rather go to San Francisco. If Lou Anarumo gets a head coaching job off the Bengals, you'd rather go to the back. I get it. But as of now, I think those other jobs are all kind of crappy too. Here's one thing that we haven't discussed. And there's some other bad organizations in there. Maybe. And the culture, are you, it, does it, 
Jim Ursay hired Jeff Saturday off the freaking street. No, I know. He lost every game. Ursay is becoming Jimmy overnight. Right, he's a clown. He's never really interfered before in this year. Yeah, the last he's year, out of so control. I think he's so aggravated. They lost Andrew Luck, and they're so desperate to find a quarterback. They've tried these retreads. I think he's just out of his mind right yeah. now. But I want to get back. Maybe you guys talked about this when I was in. Jim Schwartz runs a 4-3. Brian Flores runs yeah. a 3-4. Yeah, you talked talk, about we that? We did talk about that. I think that's overrated. Well, here's one thing. Just real quick, I yeah. want to make the point. I was talking to one Browns player who felt like 3-4 is where it's at right now. And a lot and of the if top you're going to make a change, now's the time to do it. Well, that's exactly it. But Schwartz so, also plays a more conservative style of defense. But here's – so two things on this. Real quick, yeah. I did talk to a player who felt like 3-4 is, is where it's at. He looked at the Steelers and said they've been running 3-4 for 25 years. Look at the, this – longer than that. Look at the success that they've had with it. Then I talked to Anthony Walker. He was like, man, it don't matter. Everybody's a doesn't nickel matter. anyway. Everybody's yeah, running nickel now anyway. So, yeah. Well, but, on the back end you are, but, but it, it, it matters a little bit up front. But here's the one thing where we keep talking about they're going to have to remake their front seven. Maybe that's attractive to a DC who says, I can maybe have a voice. I like this guy. We, we can get this guy. Right. Yeah. They got to remake the whole defense. They have anyway. to remake the front seven. You're going to have anyway. JOK and Miles Garrett. Anybody else is everybody whatever. here okay with a switch to a three-four? Yeah, four? I think nowadays I would it doesn't matter. In a I would. Heartbeat. I wouldn't. Have I don't think it matters. In a heartbeat. I think it's so everything's you know, so hybrid they've nowadays. They've been playing a four-three now with a really a two-three. Yeah. Because the, the, they've got two players up front and then two guys. Yeah. yeah they. They need. I don't care. For me, it's pressure. I don't care if it's a three. You bringing it out a three-four, a bare front, goal line. Is how aggressive are you, and how often? That's why you'd like to see Flores. Yes, I don't. Jim Schwartz is a good coordinator, right? He's, but he's more of less rush floor. Get home. Well, we don't got that right now. You got one, and you know what that means. You can't be sitting back in zone with three other guys that don't got the same skill set. I need somebody to manufacture something. In defense of Schwartz, his defense, like if you look at the the analytics there's that scary word again you look at the dvo defensive rankings for his defenses the last five years top six or eight every single year yeah between his time uh in philly and his time in tennessee as a defensive assistant i just i don't want to fall into the trap of if it's not schwartz or it's oh, not yeah. flores this is a bad high i know we don't know no you, i mean never go know. back to your guy right. in cincinnati whoever would have thought when the Bengals, well, I remember when the Bengals hired Lou Anarumo. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I'd never heard of him before. I'm like, this guy's a, is a terrible hire by the Bengals. He's probably one of the five best DCs in the league. Every great coach in the <coughs> NFL at one point was a no-name. That's Every much. single one of them. Unless he was a good player, I mean, which doesn't happen often. Well, who's the great coach right now that was a great player in the NFL? Vrabel. I will say this. That might be it. I, I mean, it's, it's a short list. I think it is. It. The Browns, this is they different. Player of the, year in the Browns are like, they are here at ground zero again. Yeah. You have to get the number one candidate. I can't have you getting three or four. But our number but, one candidate may not be their number one and candidate. It may not actually be the best candidate. Right. Just because right. we think it is. But, you know it, even, but, but I do need somebody. I want somebody with experience. Jay, who's making the hire? I think Kevin. No. On his own? Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, in he's going to have input from 77 people because that's how it works. Ah. But I think ultimately it's his call. So you do think that that – I think it's his call. Because I think if the head coach isn't picking the coordinators and yeah, the assistants, it's a, it's a real problem. And what's interesting in this instance is everybody relies on their relationships. Sure. Right? And the fact that he was in Minnesota and only Minnesota for so long, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just interesting because most people bounce around. Yeah. And most people move around and they have trees or yes, whatever you want right. to call it. From a bunch of different The only spots. contacts he's had were guys that came through Minnesota at well, one point. Yeah, well, by the way. When I was in the NBA, you could always go back and look at where a guy went, 
where he was and normally whoever he's going to get is a guy he's had relationships with in the past. And I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. I think it could be two blind guys working together for lack of a better the term. The only guy we've heard mentioned that has a relationship with Kevin Stefanski is the guy none of us have ever heard of. And that's this guy Sean Desai from Seattle. Yeah. Now my and that may wind up being the my guy concern because of about him. And this may be unfair. And you know me, I have been the defender of analytics when everybody else is scared of the word. But Sean Desai is another one of these nerdy analytics guys. And I just feel like we've got enough nerdy analytics guys. We need one guy that's just like, F it, let's go kill the other team. <laughs> I will say this has been fun to watch Bulls transformation this year from being, I think, more in on analytics well, to I'm, now. No, at least I'm still being, in, but I've no, always been. <coughs> you really, the last half of the season have been making arguments for, come on, guys, there's got to be something else other than but numbers, Jay, and I've I, always said that. But I have always been for, you got to have both. I've just argued but a lot. You and, I, those, but you and I have argued about analytics, so in those arguments, I'm going to defend the analytics side because you I'm may trying, have been poo-pooing analytics. Yeah, no, what I'm trying to say is what I think you've really come around to, thankfully, and I think we've found <laughs> common ground. I've always believed that it has to be a blend. And I think, and I had said early this season when the scoring was down and we had talked about why and why have the defenses caught up and why are some of these premier quarterbacks struggling so much? It was a trend we saw most of the season. And when I would talk to NFL people about that, the thing that I heard over and over again was, I think maybe the pendulum is swinging back now from relying more on analytics. It's now coming back to the middle, which I think where it should, should have been all along. Analytics absolutely will always have a place in all of sports, but when it's driving the bus and there's not a spot in that room for gut and feel and instinct and flow of the game and sometimes hunch, I think, and that's where we were in a dangerous spot, but I do think we've come back the other way. Jay, you agree with that? I think we're getting there. I I don't know. Like, this is so new. And, you know, again, I lived it in the NBA where, the Rockets were the first team. If it wasn't a three or layup, it's a yes. bad shot. Yeah. And they took it to the extreme. They really And did. now you see mid-range players coming back. DeMar DeRozan is a mid-range guy. Like, there's mid-range players now who weren't allowed to play in the league, you know, when the analytics well, rage was going on. Well, Biggs got washed out because of analytics. Biggs did get washed out. And so, and now they're coming back. They they're, are. But they're, they're back in a way where they can dribble, pass, and shoot. And you got seven footers doing things in the game now that you, they, they never, never could did. do before. Yeah. And it's just amazing to watch the transformation. And maybe we'll see something like that right. in the NFL. I don't know. I think it's still. I feel like it's underway. Analytics in the NFL is behind analytics in baseball and, and basketball. Can we agree? It was. I it would was 100%. I think baseball leads the way. It, it does. And it was first. Baseball was it first. Was. And then basketball. And then the NFL. So I think all of them have gone through sort of this. And we still see baseball evolving where maybe launch angle yeah. is not going to be as prevalent as but, it was. But getting back, sorry to cut you off, Jason. You're good. That was I, not I, things I, to say. I do want to get back to your point. I think you made a great point there before when you said, let's not do this where if they end up not getting Flores, that we all go bananas. Yeah, no, that is. Because the reality of the situation is, even though we've all said we want Flores and, and he seems like the right choice and we hope we can get him, the bottom line is, even the Browns, and let's pretend the Browns were a good organization, all right? Let's say it was the Steelers or whatever. I'll play your silly When game. you hire a coordinator, <laughs> right, you don't know. You never know when you hire no, a coach. You don't. you don't know for sure you know he's the right we'll guy. Know? 
next year at this time. That's right. And you don't know how Give the person you don't know if the personalities are going to mesh. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's that's a, true. And that's, that's why Desai that's might never know. That's why Desai might be the fit personality wise. Right. right. But we talked at length yesterday on the show, and I wish you'd been here, but I'll ask you about it right now. One of the things we talked about as to why we like particularly me, and, and I think we all said this, Brian Flores, was because he's that alpha, he's an alpha yes. guy. He's an ass And this kicker. franchise, when you look at their best players, their six best players, none of them are alphas. None of them. Yeah. And so it doesn't exist in the coaching staff. It doesn't exist on the roster. We thought that Flores would be the perfect yin-yang, the perfect bad cop to the good cop. And if Sean Desai is a similar personality type of Stefanski and another Ivy Leaguer thinker, we might be watching next year going, again, there's no spark. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's why, why I think it feels Flores like Flores is the, is the right higher. personality yeah. fit. That's who I want. That's yeah. who I'm on record. I want now, Flores by the too. way, All right, so it has been said, so it shall be done. <laughs> by the way, Gerard Mayo might be that same he, type he of guy. He could be. I don't really know much the, about his much coaching experience. style. I don't think you can have that coaching style when you're coaching under Bill. I, I don't. Yeah. Because he he's well, such Flores a clear did, alpha. He? Yeah, but he, not, he didn't have that attitude when he was under Bill. Like, I just think that, that we knew of <laughs> not, not that we ever saw like the Brady personality came out after he left New England. <laughs> yeah, right. I think you're the right. Flores personality came out after right, he Mike, left yeah. New England. What do you got for us here? <laughs> We're going to switch to the offensive side of the ball here in a sec. But before we do, our Browns talk is always brought to us by Cuyahoga Community College. Nice Tri-C supports their students financially, professionally, and personally, opening up the doors to endless possibilities. Tri-C is where the future starts, and it starts right now. Classes begin January 17th. That's coming up, guys. So make sure you check out Try C for your post-secondary education needs. Mike, before you ask something else, let me quickly say that I'm well very, done on the read. By the I'm way, I'm very excited about Thank our you. overtime topic today. If you are not a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, jump on board today because we are talking about the legend that is Odell Beckham on a plane and his bad behavior <laughs> on a plane. You do not want to miss this conversation. Starters tier is fine, but if you want to see the bonus content, go to the coaches tier. It's going to get hot. It's going to get crazy. Hit the join button to to join, by the way. If you see the homepage there, click the join button, and uh, that'll have all the details for you. But I think this is going to be a really good overtime Absolutely. Man, another topic that I wanted on the regular show that they didn't put on overtime. Mm, Yeah. You guys are all welcome. You have a chance. If you're a member, join us in. We've got to save some really good content for the coaches tier. because They deserve it. They're they're the extra special folks right now. Yeah. They're the they're the diehards. And this say. next topic should be a good one too. We we kind of got into it in our group chat <coughs> a little bit, and then we decided, well, it's getting hot in the group chat. It's going to get hot on the actual show. DeAndre Hopkins has asked for a trade. Brandon Cooks has asked for a trade. G. Bush, Jay, Jason, Bull. G. You're hot one. on Hopkins. You should start on this yeah. one. Yeah, and you're wrong. So you go first. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, I I can see why people like Brandon Cooks. He's pretty fast. You know, you can get vertical. Both of those guys honestly played um, with uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is older. He'll be in his 30s with, I believe, 31 or something like that. He's 30 right now. He's 30 right now. He's he's, uh, missed a couple games. But I do think that he missed some games because he it was a substance abuse. Steroids. Right? He missed the first six games because of steroids. Right. It, he was, so he wasn't necessarily injured. Um but when I look at it like this, either or when I'm looking at the Browns, actually they don't have a choice to be truthful. They don't have a choice whether they can guess or not whether or not uh, they can they can afford to make that move or which one to do because you got to think about it like this: Deshaun Watson got next year. 
If Stefanski don't do nothing in four to six games, he's done. Chalk it up. You might like it, like people don't get that. If Stefanski don't do nothing, he got six. Are you saying like they games. start one and five? He's out. Oh yeah, bye. Oh wow. Oh yeah, bye. Okay. Whole season, he's done. Uh, because there's a lot of people. If you poll the audience, there's probably almost sixty percent of the people that said they would like to get rid of him this year. That high? I believe so. Put it put it in a little tab up there. Sixty percent. If, if Stefanski should be gone right now, no, it's probably yeah, ask, ask the ask the. I mean, if it's poll, not there, I think it's not far. No, no, I'm just asking. Gee, what question specifically do you so want to ask? So the poll, I, I should, think, should Stefanski remain the head coach? Sixty percent of people think Stefanski should have got fired after this year. Wow, that seems high to me. We'll see. We'll see it. Yeah, no, we will Sample. see. But my thing is, you have to do all that you can do. You got to do all that you can do to get Deshaun Watson another receiver and because you spent so much capital trying to get uh, Deshaun Watson you you don't have the capital to go to the draft and draft anybody second round picks you need the other things with that so who do you trade for either one of these guys so so this is the thing I think if you looking at it if I'm going to trade something give me the name brand if I'm going I'm not going to go to if I got to go to the car lot I know there's a little Mazda up there and the Mazda going to cost me, you know, $15,000. But why would I not go ahead and get to 20000 and go ahead and get me this Lexus thing? It's the same car, but guess what? I, I, I got a dependability factor. I've seen what DeAndre Hopkins can do in this league. I've seen him dominate in this league. Brandon Cooks, that's a decent player. But here's the thing. When you get Brandon Cooks, you still going to have to overpay. You're not going to get Brandon Cooks for free. You still gonna pay for Well, you're Brandon gonna pay Cooks. for either one of these guys, and my question is, what are we giving up? Well, I don't think they're gonna have to give up that much. How much would they have? What do you think they have to well, give up? Well, Hop has two years left. Yeah. It's gonna make. Oh, I, you mean I, money wise? And Hopkins no, no, says no, no, he wants. No, no, money wise. Says, this makes a difference. Hopkins says he wants a new deal. Yes, he he's got two at thirty-four. You're gonna have to rip that up, and even with Cooks, and I'm not even talking about the financial end of it. I'm no. not. What pieces are we going to give? Arizona or Houston where we're going to beat out 31 other teams. I just teams. think nobody's given up more than like nobody's given up anything for Hopkins. I bet you they have to end up cutting them. Wow. I, I, I'm telling you. No, the man. Look no how way. hot the receiver market got last year. He, he won't get cut. He'll he's be 31. And yeah, no, he's 30. Got, I know. No, he's be 31 at the start of the season. Oh, well, Cooks will be 30. At Cooks the start will be 30. Of the okay. First of all, the, I just don't think DeAndre Hopkins is what the Browns are looking for. They need a wide receiver that's got big-time speed. They do. I, I'm not even sure Cooks at 30 years old still is, fits that bill, but Hopkins certainly does not. He missed six games for steroids. Uh, is he the same player? I don't know. He no, missed, his numbers when he came back were pretty solid. But he also missed time due to injury. He, he missed did. half the season last year due to injury. How many wide receivers still play at a high level at 32? Not I mean, many. or 31? I, I mean... I, Honestly, so, so your answer is neither. I, Browns are not in a position to say neither. No, no, no. I, I think they need to to go be a, they need to get a, a speed wide receiver. I'm just not sure either of these guys is the right answer. I don't, I'm not sure that guy, the speed wide receiver that is I mean, readily I, available. Where but is it, that guy if, at? No, they don't fall out of trees. If it's between those two guys, I got, I'll get Cooks. He's a year younger. He's never really been hurt. He missed a couple of games this year. I think he missed three games. Uh, but and part of it was because he was unhappy being on the team, right. which I don't blame him because they they suck. But 
Cooks before this year, I don't know if he missed any games. Like, he's always been healthy in his career. He's had 1,000 yards, I think, every year, but one or two in his career. Like, I, I know DeAndre Hopkins at his best was a lot better than Cooks, but he's not He's not he's at still, his best. He's still better. He's best, still better than Brady Cooks. If it's third and seven. I'm not sure he's better. If it's third and seven, who you want to get the ball? But, gee, we've been complaining all year. We need a receiver that can, can you know, bust up the top of the defense. That's not Hopkins. Brandon Cooks ain't running past nobody now. You he see the Texans more than play? Hopkins. You see the Texans. Uh, he's on my fantasy They team. got nobody. Who's throwing him the ball? <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is, Jay, can, you, can you name another offensive player on the Texans? No. <laughs> Laramie saying. Tunsil. Nico Collins. <laughs> no. Uh, if you're going to make me pick one, I'm going to take yeah. Brandon Cooks, but I'm, more, I'm far more worried about fixing the defense and using draft picks as trade capital to yeah. fix the defense than I am finding another receiver. Do, do they need to get I think it's a big Watson priority. more hot, more weapons? Yeah, yeah, sure. But also, let's not forget, if we're still going to believe – that he's still the quarterback that he was in 2020. And I know you came down a level on that. You still say he is. Yeah. I'm concerned, but let's assume he's going to get back to that level. His quarterbacks coach said he was throwing to guys who should be walking, working at Walmart and he led the league in passing. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson has a history of making guys better than what they and are. And they won right. four games. Yes, but they wait did. wait a minute. Uh, Hopkins was on that team. Not, not on that. No, not in 2020. No, Hopkins was on not that. Not in 2020. 4,800 yards. He no. led the league in passing I in 2020. Cooks was on that. Cooks was, was. on that team. Yeah. Cooks was on the yeah, team. Yeah, and I wouldn't say Cooks. Yeah, I mean, Cooks is a good player, but yes. But the Cooks point was, was he didn't have a whole lot of, of weapons yes, to throw right. to. He led the league in passing. Yes, they won four games, which is why I want to fix the defense. I want to fix the front seven. I want a defensive tackle. If I got to trade a second round pick for a defensive tackle, okay, fine, I'll do that. I'm more concerned with allocating free agent dollars and trade capital to fix the front seven, and then we'll worry about the I think they the got weapons. to do both, Jason. They've got, yeah. well, of course they have to do both, well, but they got David Ajoku, they got Amari Cooper, yeah, and they got DPJ. Here's the thing, That's though. better than what they have it's in the good. front seven right it's now. It's fine, but here's the problem. The three best teams in the AFC. Talk about it. The Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Who the Browns are no, way behind those teams right now. none of them. All three of those teams have elite quarterbacks. All three of those teams have an elite pass catcher. The Chiefs have Kelsey, the Bengals have Chase, I would argue Higgins too, but at least Chase, and the Bills have Stephon Diggs. Amari Cooper's a good player. He ain't in the class of those two Which players. teams did you mention? The Bengals, the Bills, and Chiefs. And Chiefs. And the Chargers got two good receivers. They also can stop the run better than the Browns can. All those teams can, can stop the run better than the Browns can. They have got to, to fix. I don't know about the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, they can. Yeah. They have got to well, fix the run defense. Everybody just about stops the run better than the Browns. They've no, got I hear to you, fix but the they, run defense. You've got to do both. Ultimately, yes, of course you do. But I'm saying I'm not both. trading a second-round pick for any of those guys. No, no, third no, round no, 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 no. I wouldn't I, either. I want to use trade capital to fix the defensive front. What's left I don't think a second round. I think you could get Brandon Cooks for a fourth-round pick. Maybe I'm not. I mean, you got Amari for a five, Yeah, and it was the steal of the year. And Cooks has, I think, one year left at like $18 million. If you can get a Cooks for a fourth pick, yeah, do it. If you get him, you're probably going to do what you did with Amari, restructure it, try and bring the number down on the cap a little bit and stretch it out. And he's not an elite receiver, you know. At the trade deadline, and I'm not sure this is still applicable, but he didn't get traded to the – Cooks did not get traded to the Cowboys because they wanted a second-round pick and the Cowboys to pay his salary this year. And the Cowboys would not do that, so they're asking. Yeah, for a he's been asking for he's been asking for a trade for a while. Yeah. This isn't yeah. new. I'm, I'm, my, just, I'm just saying that here's was my the concern with Brandon value Cooks. for Cooks, and I can't explain it. I've asked players that have played with him why this is the case. He'll start next season on a different team. It'll be his fifth team in ten seasons. Yeah, he's been I traded three times. I don't understand that. I mean, he is a valuable commodity, but New Orleans, New England, he. 
something's wrong. Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah, but it scares me. It's you those guys play. that go. It's like when Odell came here. Well, you know, I don't know why it didn't work in New York, but it'll be fine here. Well, there's always a reason why. There's always a know, reason I've why. I've heard a bad really, thing about him. But though. no, that's what's interesting to yeah. me is we've never heard stories. I've asked teammates, and nobody seems to have an answer. But and nobody, everybody. I saw yeah, but something. Houston doesn't want, hasn't wanted to trade him. Everybody, and no, he but he's out. wanted out, yeah. and you can understand why. Right. But. New Orleans gave up on him. New England gave up on him. And, and I just well. don't know why. He, when they traded him, he was playing at an all-pro, or a, a Pro Bowl caliber level. Because he's not no difference maker like that. You can find, they talk about running backs. Yeah. You can find a slot receiver like that a dime a dozen anywhere. I just don't buy that DeAndre Hopkins is still a <coughs> difference maker. My fear is that we're talking about the biggest thing we can, the best thing we should do is go out and trade for a 30 year old wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we we saw what Jarvis Landry became as he aged. Yeah. It's a position that really relies shot. on, it's a young man's yes. game. And, and that's why Anthony Schwartz isn't the answer. We know that. But knowing the Browns the way I do, I would think that they would be sitting here saying, we're going to go out and we're going to get one in the second round of the draft that's yeah. going to change our lives. How about, you trade a se- how about you trade a second rounder for DK Metcalf? Would they trade him for a second no. rounder? Not a ch- No. Uh, probably not. That, that's, <laughs> you know what? They're, they'll trade the second rounder for two-thirds and a fourth. That's what the Browns are going to do. That's what they did well, last that's year. Their, that's their MO. Yeah, give me give me hey, more picks. Even well, if has, what, what they, well, you know what the great thing about it is? I love it. You can't do that dumb crap this year. If you do that this year, you're going to get fired. I love the fact that firing is on the table because it makes you have to do something. You you could have you wouldn't have been on the table if you would have done this last year. Don't be don't be scared today because you put it on receiver and D tackle. Now, oh my God, we got to get both of them. Yeah, you sure do. The homework is due tomorrow, Timmy. You can't keep saying I'm sick. <laughs> you got to do makeup work. Home, that homework is always due. So who are you going to get? And if you punt on this year, which you kind of did last year, the gentleman punt. Oh, there'll be no punt this there's, year. There's no punt. Now you, now we're going to see urgency. You have to. You, you just have to. Because everybody. Cap, cap in the future be damned. Restructure contracts. Do whatever, whatever you have to do. do. They got to get, they got to, you know, can't screw around here. But that's I for agree. a team that thinks they're really close. Are we really close? <laughs> <laughs> Remake the front seven and then get back. And to they you. Mind, Let's see who they bring in. And on they, the front and seven. they mind they better be close because he's close to being a body. As, 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 as I heard once from an NFL, a former NFL coach, he said, everyone knows when the water starts to boil. Everybody. And the water is boiling in Cleveland. Yes, it is. And yeah, I think they all know it. And mm-hmm. the lack of urgency that was obvious through, you know, last season, that's got to be gone. When they report <laughs> to camp, they better get there with the mentality that they're on a week-to-week basis. Because to your point, I don't know that he does survive past week six if they're one and five no. or oh, two no. and four. Well, if Deshaun Watson, if, you're, if your nervousness is correct and he's not the same player he was in Houston, they're, they're screwed. all screwed. It's they're all, all screwed. It doesn't matter what else you do. Because- you know who's, who's screwed the most is Jimmy. Have you heard from anyone at all that Jimmy was – the one that wanted Deshaun and that everyone else in the organization wanted to pass. I, because th- so, I'm starting to hear whispers of that. Well, I've had a, I've had a couple conversations on that topic. Okay. And Andrew was all. It's been emphatically described to me. Andrew was in first on Deshaun. Right. And and I and I had people outside the organization tell me Andrew liked him in Philly. 
when Andrew was in Philly, he liked him. So I do believe that, that Andrew was in on Deshaun. I think ownership pushed it over the top. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. So you're sense. saying Stefanski was lukewarm? I heard that of or? all of them, he was the least in on Kevin, Deshaun. Kevin was least in? Yeah, nope. I don't, I don't, I can't say that definitively one yeah, way Yeah, I can't other. say it definitively either, but someone who kind of I mean, knows, knows these kinds of things and what goes on inside the building. It was described to me that Jimmy and D were so emphatic about it that it was going to happen and everyone else kind of realized it's a fait accompli. Well, Jason's saying Let's, Barry was first one in. Well, well yeah, now that's, yeah. I, I don't know that not to be true. I, what, what, what I was told was that once everybody in the building realized that Jimmy and D were like, let's do this, that everybody... If they weren't on board, at least got on board. Got on board. Uh, which, just, by the way, is good business sense. Just, In the end, it doesn't matter if just, he plays well or not. He's got to play well or not. Just this is yeah. really quickly. You know, you know, like Jason, no. You go get you a nice car, right? Your, your, your car is nice. And you make it that payment. If something happened to it, you're already in for the payment, right? So you don't skimp on where you take the car to and they give you a crazy sum of how much it's going to cost to fix it. Well, that's the price of having a luxury car. If you wanted to have a Toyota Camry, you'd be all good now, wouldn't right. you? You can go to go down the street. But, but if Deshaun Watson turns out to be a Toyota Camry, they're screwed. Well, and see, to <laughs> your point a second ago, you said it doesn't matter because it's done. Yeah. I, I say it does matter because it, if it doesn't work, you got to find Stefanski and Barry are out of here, but guess who stays? Right. He's here. And so Haslam has to do everything. If he they can't fix the car, I still got to make the payment. So I'm going to turn every stone over to see if I can. Can you fix this guy? Can you fix him? What offense we need to run? What do we need to put around him? Because he's in for the 230. That ain't changing. So he better find out the best way to get him to there look like is. the old one. Looking like he's taking a crap. I, 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 I wrote after the trade at the owners' meetings, if this doesn't work, this will be their tombstone as NFL owners. I don't know how you come back from this. No, it's it, – like, I, I don't know how you come well, back from this now if you're it doesn't 50, work. By the time that's over, it's 15 years in. You haven't won anything. Whew. Like, And then all this off-the-field stuff comes back up because if he plays great, you'll – you live with that. If, he if does he's it, great, it absolves them of a lot of the mistakes absolutely. they made over 10 years. Ben Roethlisberger became a pushing, hero by the time he retired. You talk about pushing all your chips to the center 100%. of the table. Yep. And, and look, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, but I, you better be right. What other choice did you have? It's better than not playing the game. And that's why third and fourth round picks be damned. I don't care what and it takes. that's it. Take. it. You, better go get to, you better go find a receiver. I, that's Barry's job to figure out yeah. how do I get you me a speed the, guy. The Browns were not in the game. The, the Browns were not in the game, right. they are and they had to, they decided they were in the game with a risky hand. <laughs> but they were. It's a That's risky hand. One. I give you that. That's your best one. You had They're trying to pull. <laughs> I, I got two twos and two straight. They got it. Damn it! I'm in. They got an inside straight. Inside straight. Against pocket aces. If you pull it, 
You're a you, you know what they had? Clean up. They, they, they had a, a six of clubs. Uh, they had a, a ten Jack Queen King, and they're hoping that they get the ace at the same <laughs> suit. No. With, with, with Baker Mayfield, and not just ball. Baker, a quarterback of his ball. level, you're out of the game. You can't compete. You're you're out of the you game for the next five years and maybe longer if they didn't get this right. That's why I wasn't against it. That's yeah. why I wasn't exactly. against yeah, it. Yeah, you were for it. I, the funny thing is, is like the Rams right now are in a funny spot because <laughs> everybody's if, running out of the building. Everybody's <laughs> McVay is gone. Yep. Okay, why he, that's let me why just tell running. you, Rams fans, you need a new coach. <laughs> he's, not, he's Doc Rivers. It's, yeah, he's out. He is so out. And I, I don't even think he cleaned out his office. He just said, hell with it. Keep it. I don't need it. I'll buy new. So, so <laughs> I'm the only in philosophy. It only works. It's either a 100% win or a 100% fail. And in the Rams case, it was a win. However, the Piper's standing at the front door and he wants his payment. And you know what the payment is for the Rams? Five years of irrelevancy. But they got minimum. a ring. Do you, but they, look, got, the they ring. got a ring. Do you think they would trade you Aaron Donald? They might now. What are you going to trade him? And by the way, he's older, so I don't know. He'll that's still a good command. He'll still command one. He'd get a one. He's at least a first round. Yeah, player. a yeah. first. Oh yes, Absolutely. yes. He still, he still played at a high level. He's still, yes. he's still among the best players at his position. Yeah, yeah. You I don't know. Have, you think he's going to get a six round pick in a twenty twenty seven seven? I thought it was. You don't have the trade I thought it was a, a, a three and uh, your boy Nick Harris. Is a Miles Garrett <laughs> trade on the table if you're the Browns? Yeah. G, G, by the way, G, you just sounded like those people that text me and go or, or, or send me tweets and say could the uh, Guardians get Brian Reynolds for for Miles Straw and Austin Hedges you know that time that hot tub time machine trade was well I had, I had someone tweet at the show and asked if we could trade a Kuro for OG Ananobi <laughs> a Kuro in a second for OG Ananobi and I'm like God, I just don't think y'all understand exactly okay. what's going on by the way I heard a sport I won't say who it is but I heard somebody, a sports talk talk host, say the Cavs could trade a Coro and a Karis Levert for Ananobi. Oh Jesus, God! I said, can't trade and that. I'm not, I, I do not proclaim to be a basketball you, expert at all. And I was like, that's no. insane. You couldn't get an Ohio State Buckeye helmet decal and a, and a chimichurro. A uh, steak burrito for that, them two dudes. Bro. Guys, I asked a question. Yeah, yeah. We got off topic. Off topic. We, that never happens. We, we, I know. Yeah. We've got all these needs. Yeah. And so when you start addressing needs, you look at, well, what you have to address them. Right. Um, is a Miles Garrett trade even something that the organization starts to think about? No. Absolutely not. No. Not right Absolutely now. not. Not, not, not at started. this moment. What if he comes out and says, I want to go? Well, well, which is not which is not outside the realm of possible reasonability here. Nah, yeah, I mean, it could I, no, happen. No. I mean, he's uh, your best player on defense. I, you're is. trying to get better on defense. You, you, I don't think you get better by trading get, Miles Garrett. It's very rarely you get a number one pick who lives up to number one pick status. It's the reason they don't get traded. Like you, you don't, you can't trade LeBron. He's, draft picks are cool. Draft picks are cool. Championships are cooler. Good gracious, boy. No, I think. I think he would probably get. You have to give up two number ones for Miles Garrett. Two. No, you. I, no, I would. I'm not trading. I'm not trading Miles at Garrett. all. I, I He's off I the would. table. No. We do have Maurice though. Maurice. Maurice, up, would you man? trade him? He's really thinking he's, about it. He's pensive right now. <laughs> yeah, he is frozen in thought. There he is. You, there you, you go. lost your signal. Froze up. I like your background today, bro. Nice staircase. It's really different good every framing. time. I'm giving you a 9.7. Looks good. There we go. Hey, yeah, would you no, trade Miles no, Garrett I'm, I'm, for I'm pieces? 
No, I wouldn't put Trey's mouth. Look. Hey, I was listening. Look, I was listening to G. I said, you're wrong on this one, brother. Yeah. Wait, on which one? Oh, you, you, I wouldn't trade Miles Garrett. No, oh. no, no, no. I wouldn't advocate trade Miles Garrett. You just said trade him for two ones. I said, oh. I said, no, no. I yeah, said you, that, King of knee jerk. No, no, that, jerk that no, knee no, back that, in place. He's, he's the Duke of knee jerk. That's the going rate for it. That's You got to start off with two ones. I didn't say I wanted to give him up. I, I'm the one who said you you get picks number one overall and you hope they are Miles Garrett. Yeah, Why but would I trade him. By the way, oh, in, okay, all right. in theory, if you did trade Miles Garrett for two number ones, you'd be trading into a really good team. So those two number ones are going to be late first round picks anyway. Probably. Yes. Like the, the Houston Texans They're not are not trading, trading for Miles, Miles Garrett. Yeah, so in G's world, we're getting Aaron Donald for a fifth. No, yeah, right. Like, now, now that was crazy. By the way, Steve, <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. By the way, Steve texted us and goes, if Aaron Donald gets traded to the Browns, he's going to retire. <laughs> he probably he might, would. He might. He might. He damn near retired. After Siberia. The Super Bowl. Uh, hey, Maurice, um, put, put, put your bow on the 2022 season. It's all over. Seven and ten were the vitals. Um, give him a letter grade. And don't be a homer, damn it. <laughs> well, well they, they, they underperformed. I, I wanted, just like everybody else, I had greater expectations for them this season, right? Uh, we didn't get it done. Uh, I thought the defense was going to be a lot better than what it was. But I will tell you this. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with Kareem Hunt this offseason. Uh, I don't know. Do, do, does the He's thought around agent. what you do with the off? He's a free He's agent. He's a free agent? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, they could bring him back. Okay. But it doesn't, it doesn't appear likely. Yeah, I can No, he's not coming. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to be a free agent. So yeah. I'm interested to see what Deshaun looks like in a full off season. I already know what Nick Chubb is going to do, and I think that you need um, somehow, somewhere. I think you just need another piece uh, on the offensive board on uh, at, at receiver or something. Something else has to happen to support those guys. And I just thought the defense was going to be a lot better. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. But uh, the defense needs to be a lot better. It's either the defense or the the, the coordinator. Something needs to happen to uh, reignite the defense to get these guys back to plan better than what they were. So, letter grade, uh, maybe C, maybe C minus. That's sort of like my uh, my, my my analysis of it. Hey, Maurice, uh, Deshaun Watson. You look at this. You know, he had his moments where he did fine, but overall, in six games, he he was at best to me below average and probably worse than that overall through six games in mm-hmm. Houston. He was always sensational. Is there any doubt in your mind that he will be back to sensational next year? Or are you, do you have some real concerns not playing for two years, not playing well in these six games overall that maybe he's never going to be that same guy? No, I don't have any concerns because I've been through public ridicule. I've not been through that in particular but I've been through public ridicule and people act like it doesn't bother you. It one thousand percent bothers you. You wake up thinking about uh, the media. You wake up thinking about public perception. You wake up thinking about relationships that are close to you. Uh, everybody around you is talking about um, this girl is out for money. This happened. That didn't happen. You have every platform in America who has an opinion on you. And when you're focused and at your best, you're thinking about the thing that you're trying to accomplish. So with him, no matter what he says, it probably felt good to get guaranteed money. It felt good to know that to know where you were going for the next 10 years or whatever, what is it, five years. Five years. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, yeah, five years. I know for a fact that that affects his preparation. I think that now, and if you go back into what I said at the beginning of the season, I said, man, once the season started, once he plays, 
you know, I don't want to say people will forget about it, but it won't be as important because you'll have new stories developing and being a lot more important than that. I think that him settling into his house, settling into the community, uh, him being able to prepare with weights, him being able to prepare probably the same way that he prepared in Houston, I believe that he'll be a lot more comfortable and a lot more prepared and a lot more relaxed. And then it'll be his team. Uh, but I wouldn't like, here we go. You don't play for two years. You're there. There's something that you're going to lose from not practicing. When I didn't play for those years and I tried to go to Denver, you need to be engaged. You need to be in combat. You need to be seeing live routes. You have to do it. And so with him being the starter, he's going to get all of those reps that prepares him and brings him back. So his skill set never left, right? Who he is and, and how he plays the game never left. You, uh, you just need the time to, yeah, just like, just think about this, right? At quarterback, you, it, it's not like you're saying, hey, you know, run an outside zone uh, or run an inside zone. You have to get used to preparing yourself for a hit or preparing yourself to, to break a tackle or something, right? Where that may be true for a running back. As a receiver, he, like he's not asked to go run a long route. At the at the heart of it all, he's a three-step drop, a five-step drop. He's, he's either moving laterally to the right or sprint out right or sprint out left. To me, this is a timing thing. To me, this is finding your confidence thing. His arm strength is probably still the same, and he'll get a lot. To, he'll be able to, to his mechanics. He'll be he'll get in tune to that, and he'll get in tune to whatever offense that they're trying to implement for him. So I just believe that that stuff, like his core, his core skill set stays with him. I think it's a confidence thing. Like once you get confidence, you feel like a superhero. You get confidence when you're running inside of an offense that you're used to running in, mm -hmm. and you have like some level of continu continuity between you and the receivers and what Nick Chubb can do. And so I, I think it's more of that than anything. That's just my opinion. Maurice, let me ask you this question, Maurice, because I, I want to drill down on what you just said. Usually a, a top-notch receiver or top-notch athlete in general, m most of what they are is the, the ability to know that I'm better than 99% of the universe, right? Uh, you this is this is my swag. I walk like this. You're not going. You can't beat me if, even if you're at your best. But when you go through stuff and you go through allegations and you go through you know things in the public eye, you in court. Most of what you've done for the last two years is sit back and say, "All right, I'm not going to be emotional. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to show remorse. I'm gonna have to." It almost strips you of your ability to have that level of, of bravado, that, that, that swag that you need. And sometimes when you come back, you still meek and shy. When I, when I watch Deshaun Watson play, he don't play with the, with the I, I, ain't seen his, I ain't seen his celebration dance yet. Where the bow and arrow at? You got to have all, that's part of who you is. And if you ain't got that, you out here looking around and you trying to be somebody else. You know, do you feel as an elite athlete, no, so, you have so to no, play that, like no, that? Oh, so, so, that, so that's a great observation. Um, great awareness and observation. And you do need that arrogance 1,000% to, to be a super successful athlete. And I think you are correct in saying that he had to go on this, uh, this media tour and practice humility or implement all these attributes that he probably didn't have to do before. And I would, I would bet you that that plays a role in it. But there's also another cycle of those same emotions where you're going to wake up and feel like I have to prove everybody wrong. I went through that same thing you're talking about. That's why I can identify with it, where you, you, you go back out into the public eye 
and you're worried about how everybody's looking at you. But then one day you wake up and you say, you know, F this, you know what I'm saying? I have to, I have to become who I'm supposed to become. Everybody isn't going to make me nice. And so I think you're right. Like I, I that, that is like a very articulate and aware way of talking about that and that affecting his play. But I also do know just from me speaking personally, just from me living it through it personally, you, you go through these major embarrassing moments where you're not proud of yourself. And you have to remember, like, he was always, a, like, he's had success, so he's always going to yearn to get back there. And at some point, he's going to have to say, okay, no matter if I celebrate excessively or no matter if I act like I'm uh, God's gift to football again, no matter, if I, no matter if I get this criticism or not, I'm going to build up a, uh, like, sort of like a callous place in my heart to accept this, um, this negativity that comes my way. You know, and this this is like even he he would he would probably be educated from this. I'm telling you, there's a lot of bondage you have when you don't um, when you don't have emotional awareness of to how to process something. Or he may be feeling what you're talking like, man, what is this thing I'm missing? You articulating that may help him to put words on what it is he's feeling. And the only reason I say this is because like when you go to therapy, right? They have this thing called the emotional wheel. And they talk about a lot uh, about what, e- what each person is going through. They say, hey, what are you going through? Can you point to it on the wheel? And you making yourself aware of what emotion you're going through, they have treatment plans that are built from the emotion wow. and it basically help you to get to your desired outcome. Wow. So when you're frustrated, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. He may be experiencing something that he doesn't have words for. If he sees words for what he's going through, then you can mentally take yourself somewhere else to empower yourself again. Like what is, what is therapy at the end of the day? Therapy is being in a mental state that is uh, less than where you would like to obviously be. And you're trying to govern yourself back to a healthy space in in your mind, right? So what is Deshaun Watson doing in front of everybody? He's trying to get himself back to a better space, but you would have to first identify where you're at and be honest where you're at in order to, you know, mature and graduate out of it. That's deep stuff, Maurice. We're going to move on. And uh, before we do, as you're talking, it hit me that you might be the perfect person to sort of mentor uh, Deshaun Watson as he tries to navigate this journey because your life situation is very similar. National champion in, in college football. You definitely had the cape of a superhero and you had some mm-hmm. things that happened in your life that humbled you and knocked you down to a place. I'm not saying where you got knocked down is even further than where Deshaun has ever been. You yeah. spent time incarcerated. You've, you've traveled that journey. Um, I, I hope that that either you reach out to him or he reaches out to you and you guys just converse because I do think that your life your life lessons can definitely um, be of benefit to Deshaun Watson. So thanks for sharing. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.